0: Hello, all. It's Icydra Person Lynn. Today is Sunday, July sixteenth. It's around one ten p.m., and I have been listening to a number of anchor. Um, what are we calling these episodes or clips or whatever? Because they're very short. Some of them. Some of them are longer. I tend to fall on the long side. So this time it's one ten. I'm starting, and I intend to be done by. One twelve. Nope, it's 111, so 113. Okay, so this one I wanted to talk about something that has just been bugging me no end, and that is profanity. I remember when I discovered profanity as a kid, and it was just like I was cussing wrong. I, I discovered the words. I didn't even know we had wrong words, but when I discovered them and they weren't supposed to be used, I was fascinated with them. And I remember, um, so I kind of, after my mother got a hold of my ear and boxed it, um, I kind of let it go and knew the difference between good girls and bad girls and all that kind of stuff. So as we grew, these 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 words, the seven dirty words and more, started creeping into our language, so much so that um, they became, you know, commonplace on TV shows. You had little kids cussing. Um, And then I remember when my kids were growing up, when rap came into the mix, my son would always want me to hear something. And I'm like, oh, it's got profanity. I can't hear it. And he's like, Ma, you have to get over the profanity and listen to the message. But I couldn't because I was raised then and he was raised now. So anyway, uh, I regret that because that was a place for us to have a communication that I stymied with my you know thinking that the profanity was the worst thing ever when you really think about it they're just letters and it's the it's what we uh, we put on those letters that make the word and and we judge people not just profanity but even the way you speak if you say i seen him do this oh automatically up that can't go out with you you know there's certain things that we do to botch quote unquote the english language but when i'm just going to stick with profanity right now but i have a whole nother one on that but when it comes to i remember the kids uh I was driving I'm a terrible cusser when I drive I don't mean to it just comes out of nowhere somebody cuts me off and man here I go so my kids were in the back seat and I missed those backseat conversations and they were basically saying that uh, why can't we cuss and I said why and uh, and they were like well it's not fair and I said oh you guys want to cuss I said okay for the next five minutes you guys can cuss All you want, just five minutes. They said, really? I said, yeah, five minutes. Now, let me just say now, there will be some profanity in this broadcast, but with all the other broadcasts I've been listening to, there's lots of it, so you should not be, um, you should be used to it. So I said, okay, starting now. Two kids, they were about, I don't know, six and eight in the back seat, and I thought they were going to start off with ass or something like butt or something. My first son said, God damn it, motherfucker, shit. And I was like, oh, What? Where did you get that from? And um, they both chimed in. You. And I'm like, me? And then I remembered the last stop that I missed or the last person that cut me off. And I remembered, you know, I have this thing where I say, You didn't hear that. And Yes, we did. So I'm like, I am indoctrinating my kids into using this profanity. But I also knew that By me working at a radio station when they got older, we used to put rejected music outside the program director's office. And so employees were encouraged to take the music home. And Don't Worry, Be Happy was in there. That was such a great song. We wound up playing it, but I can't believe that they threw it away (laughs) before it became the big hit that it was. So anyway... um, One day, I was walking down the hall, and my son was playing the latest Ice Cube, but I didn't know it, and I just heard this music coming out with all this profanity. I'm like, where did you get that? You brought it to us, and I'm like, I'm just looking at Ice Cube. I don't know. I don't know what he's singing about. I just know he's a big name. And my mother is a librarian. Okay, this is going to go over. So let me just finish the story. My mother, being a librarian, when things started coming, and she'd been a librarian for 50 years. And when she started, everything was white, this, white, that. So during the time I was coming up, oh, here's the time. There's the time sensor. So when I come back, I'll finish the story about my mom and the book she brought me from the library. Okay, so I'm back. It's Isidro Person Lynn, and if you just heard James Brown singing, Get Up Off of That Thing, <laughs> I uh, I, I took a page out of another broadcaster's book here, but you know I figured you needed a break from hearing me rambling on, but I was talking about profanity in this society. I'm Isidro Person Lynn. It is July 16th, and uh, it's now 1.22 p.m. And forget the time. I can't do that. I'm just not a short-winded person. But anyway, so my mother... single mother, three daughters, you know, she worked at the library and brought us an armload of books home every day. And at some point my sister and my mother loved shopping and they love fashion. So everything she brought her were Vogue magazines and books on fashion and art and all that kind of stuff. My sister was also an artist. And, um, but with me, she brought every book that she could find that had black folks on it. She hadn't read these books. And then when I Started coming up and started showing, you know up at meetings in the community and being an activist in my high school and leading You know students out of classroom to protest this and that she's like where did all this come from? And I didn't even think about it myself because I figured those books were always around but I didn't know that they were just coming on the scene long story short I Became who I am today by what I was reading back then so when it comes to the profanity and, you know, profanity is in almost every facet of history that you can think of. But we don't hear about it as much as now we have media everywhere. And so I don't care if you're an Anchor, if you're on the Internet, if you're on, I mean, there's a billboard I passed and it had a pile of poo and the word happens. Well, my husband didn't realize the emoji that was a pile of poo. But of course, it shit happens. And that's a billboard. So anyway... The reason I use James Brown is because he came to the radio station one day and um, I can't mimic mimic him the way he really sounds, but you got to listen to him three times before you understand what he's saying. But basically he was saying when I was asking him about um, the young people's music, he was saying, well, tell the young people that we want to listen to it, too. And he was right, as an older person, I love a lot of the younger music and have always, but when they get to the cousin, even Will Smith, you saw my blinker bitch. I'm like, what? Okay. So all of that is to say I have given up. I have given up thinking, dreaming, hoping that profanity will just somehow go away. That in my community they won't use the N word, every other word that you know, women won't be categorized by all these new words like thoughts, and and that's a T-H-O-T-S, look it up in the Urban Dictionary, and other things. So I, I realize they are just words. They're just letters that make up words. And I know the things that we say are very important. The kinds of words we use are very important. But I also know that if I am going to be a communicator in this day and age, I'm going to have to get over it. Now, you might not agree with me. I would love to hear what you do about it. Are you still, do you cringe when you hear somebody throw a word out there? Who was that Republican person that said, watch your back, bitch? I was like, what? Where did he get that from? Anyway, chime in, if you will. Let me know what you think about this profanity thing. Does it bother you? Are you going to try to get over it like I plan to do? What are your thoughts? I might see person. person, Lynn. enjoy your day. So, this is part three of the Star Saga, Finding Star, a six-year-old black and white chihuahua who has been our house guest for the past eight months or so. My mother-in-law got to the point where she could no longer live alone. She's 91 now, and so she came and lived with her only son and his wife, me because of the way they came and never I, I'm busy you know I didn't think oh they need shots they need a license they need all this stuff so that didn't happen and nor did they have collars on with any kind of identification so we looked high we look low I think I posted something from the shelters that I went to and uh, I, I got a. you know they have like a little template for a flyer and I put the picture on it and I took it around to my neighbors before I put any more up, I went to Petco to get the, um, the tag and figured I could go, you know, find trees and things to put it on later, but the store might be closing. So, I um, received a call while I was in there and I stepped outside to take the call and the woman said, my name is Sherry, I live right behind you, and yesterday morning your dog was found dead on my neighbor's lawn. Now, how this dog got out, we don't know. If you heard the previous broadcast, raccoons were a big problem. We have huge raccoons, so don't think that this little tiny chihuahua could not have been, you know, assaulted or mauled. And she's very aggressive, so they might have done it just to, you know, back her up off of them or whatever. But how she got over the fence and on this other lady's lawn, I have no clue. Her yard is pretty much, because she has a little black and white Chihuahua. So the male lady saw her go off on her walk and caught up with her and said, hey, your dog is dead on the lawn. And they went running back home, but someone else in the house held up the dog and said, no, Hendrix is right here. So the 91-year-old lady, also 91 coincidentally, and the, the dog passed away on her lawn, she was freaking out. So they called the city and the city picked her up in that one um, hour and, and took her away. So she told me all of this. Now meanwhile, I am not as calm, cool, and collected as I am right now. I I just, we hadn't been emotional until the fa- final act till we knew what had happened. And I we, we, it's just so many questions. Could a, could a raccoon have pulled her over the fence? I don't know. We have no clue. We don't know how she got out. The other one's inside. So it was like, you know, before when we would forget to put the cinder blocks back right, one would go and the other one would follow, you know. But this was, it's such a puzzle. We don't know. So please go to Petco. It's only 9, starts at nine ninety-five. It goes up. You, they have this little machine that will engrave the collar, the name, the phone number, whatever you want on there and um it's important because i could have saved the day of waiting and making flyers and phone calls and things the other thing is pet alert there's this thing called pet amber alert and i've read these disgruntled reviews of it i'm glad i didn't pay the 29 dollars i was going to pay to have them send out messages and phone numbers and all that kind of stuff so anyway that's just a little tip if you want to use it that's on you but um may your dogs live long and peacefully and star rest in peace
1: hey is it azedra i'm not sure i'm probably butchering your name anyways i'm calling regarding your cursing segments and i have to say that I normally do not curse. Now, if I get very angry, I have been known to use a swear word here and there, but I never curse on Anchor. And I remember when I first got on Anchor and I started hearing everybody curse, I was like, oh my goodness, because I don't hang around with people that curse and people at my work don't curse. However, I will tell you, when I was um, in my 20s, I worked in construction and I cursed like a sailor. And so when I first started hearing it, it was a little like, oh, my goodness. But then I just got over it because that's just how some people talk. So it does not bother me. Now, I have a 20-year-old son, and if he curses in my presence, I will call him out on it and say, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, not around me. But I know he does curse and, you know, what do you do? I choose not to let it bother me. Hey, CJ, how you doing? First off, thank you for the kind compliments. I really, really do appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. And as far as to my show ideas, hey, feel free. You know, there is a quote by Pablo Picasso that I applied to my life. And he said, a good artist borrows, a great artist steals. If Pablo Picasso can say that, then I can say it. So thank you.
0: Hi, this is... uh a quick help <laughs> message in the bottle. I don't know what it is. But um when I first heard of Anchor I was very intrigued. I thought it was brand new. I think I heard either Barbara KB or just Jennifer or someone say, um, I'm an old Anchor user. And so that implies it was already here, but I didn't know anything about it. What was it for? What's it for now? I'm just putting things together, stealing from people like uh, People's Paradise. He already knows. I put some music interludes between my my segments, but it is kind of weird to go from talking about profanity to losing your dog. So I'm not sure. And 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 uh, Barbara, I am with you on trying to figure this thing out because I'm like you. I'm interested in a lot of things, a lot of things. And just, Jennifer, yes, it is Isidra, more like an I see you, but icedra And um, the thing is, with all the things that I'm interested in, I don't want to just pigeonhole myself and say, like, I have a friend He just started a podcast and it's all about quotes, just quotes. And he takes those quotes and he expounds on them. And it's interesting. But I don't want to just do quotes, and even with quotes, you can still talk about anything on the planet. So I'm kind of trying to figure out, you know, how to organize this thing. Um, I like to keep mine forever because I come from terrestrial radio, then internet radio, and, and you know, terrestrial radio, once you hear a newscast, you never hear it again. Nobody ever replays it. It's gone. But with talk shows, the same thing. Rarely did you go hear things, but internet radio allowed you to archive things. So when I found out that you only had 24 hours, I was like, hmm, I like that little thing I put together. Can I keep it? And I had no idea they were still here. Then when they announced that now it's open, I was glad to click on something, and all of a sudden I saw my old episodes, so I made them all permanent. But now they're coming up twice. It's weird. And I don't know where to go for help. So help me. Where do you go for help? <laughs> and I can delete this after you answer me. I don't have to keep these things forever. But I'm glad you're out there, Barbara, trying to figure things out. Hope all is well out there in Ohio. And Just Jennifer. I have no idea where you are. And you either, People's Paradise. or you? Where are you? You guys let us know where you're calling from. Or where you announcing from. All right. I will be back on it in a couple of days. I'm supposed to be taking a sabbatical from... Uh, social media. So now I found a whole new one and it doesn't count, right? So I've been having fun over here. (laughs) Anyway, take care. Thanks for your help. If you have any, share. Thanks.